You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode 15 of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. Today, we talk to Jenny Porter about her running journey, including how a walking group turned into a running group. Enjoy. Okay, we are really lucky today to have a good friend of mine, Jenny Porter, to come and talk to us about her running story. So welcome, Jen. Thanks. Thanks, Michelle. It's lovely to be here on such a lovely day looking out the window and it's just a nicer day than yesterday and the other day that have been cold, so it's beautiful. It's true. Mm. Jen, is, um, as you may have noticed by her conversation, then is that she's actually here in front of me. <laughs> so we're here together rather than um, on, you know, in different parts of the, of the world or in just in different houses. So we're together uh, in the office and having a conversation over a coffee, which we literally have just had. Coffee, so that's nice. Um, first of the day. It is. And the only one. <laughs> oh, Jen also bought some lovely treats for us as well. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Very nice. Um, well, let's get started. Jen, I met you a number of years ago and yes. have been running with you um, pretty much since then for a, a long, long time, time anyway. So before we get into your running journey, which is quite an extensive one and really interesting, I think. Um, can you share just a little bit about who Jenny Porter is? Like, what um, makes you that's not just the running, but the, the other parts of your life? Oh, well, I'm Jenny Porter, and that's a very simple name, isn't it? And it's not Jennifer. <laughs> it is just plain Jenny, and it's not with an I. It is the conven conventional Y. Oh. And my middle name's Anne with the E. <clears throat> Look at that. I didn't even know no, that. No, I know. <laughs> and um, I'm 63 years old I'll be 64 this month and I've um, grew up in Launceston but lived in Alderston and Burnie and my parents were teachers so we did gravitate around a little bit and then we came back to Launceston where I went to um, Elfin Rise School, East Launceston State School in Queechy and then I um, worked at Fashion House for a bit in Coles and then I started nursing. I didn't know that. Oh, didn't you? Well, I knew the nursing bit, but I didn't know about it. Yeah, that was because I didn't want to do another year of matric and you didn't have to. Oh. Um, and my father was teaching matric, so it was always tricky hiding the cigarette behind your back when you walk past. <laughs> These are the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, I wasn't really, um, like my brother and sister and my parents, that everybody in my family are teachers, but I was a little bit different, black mm -hmm. sheep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I decided that I was going to do nursing. And so that's why I got this half a year job. And anyway, I started nursing at St Vincent's. And um, after that, I went overseas and England. And I was there two and a half years with John, my husband. But at the time, we weren't, um, we were just engaged. And mm -hmm. so we went over and I did lots of other jobs and I did do some nursing. But my favourite job was. I did work in Boots, the chemist in Regent Street, and I sold very expensive pens and typewriters to rich Arabs. Oh, and wow. I didn't, before that, I knew nothing about typewriters, nothing about pens. 
And, but, um, and have you retained much of that information about? No, because now people use computers <laughs> <laughs> and the pens they had, um, because they didn't have biros, they had yeah. to have fountain pens. So I had to knew, know all about those type of things. Wow. So we were in England and Johnny and I got married in Greenwich and then we um, had our, then we went and played charades because the pub shut in a period of time during the day in London. So then we had to go and play charades, go to a department store and have some wedding photos taken, go to the pub called The Yacht at Greenwich. And then we went finally to Covent Garden, Porter's Restaurant, and that had just opened. Porter's Restaurant. Porter's Restaurant. So very... <laughs> That's very apt. <laughs> it was, yeah. So that was it. And then we um, stayed in the Queen's Hotel. Now, I booked the Queen's Hotel. And I wasn't used to booking anyway. I said, look, can I have, you know, a room for da 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 da. So we arrive at the Queen's Hotel. They open us the door and there's the two twin beds for the wedding night, isn't there? Because I did never know how to book a, a room. I just thought, well, there's two of us, that's twin. Anyway, they didn't have any other rooms, so, but we were pretty tired. So your wedding <laughs> night was spent in two, Separate you know, beds. a bedroom with two beds in it rather yeah. than one. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. It was. That's quite funny. Yeah. And, <laughs> but because we got home so late. And yeah. You were I, tired anyway. I was, yeah. <laughs> and the next day we went to the Isle of Wight for the honeymoon and that was really nice. So, um, yes, I really enjoyed our wedding. Like we didn't, I had my best friend over there and some other friends from Australia and we had made some very good London friends. Mm -hmm. um, so we had those people and it was the best wedding ever. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. yeah, so that's that part of my life. And so then we came back and um, after the two and a half years and then I was nursing again and John was working Anyway, in a long story, I did nursing for all my life and my last years, um, for about 10 years, worked on an orthopaedic ward. So it was very interesting because we had lots of you people in who mm -hmm. had the running injuries, sporting injuries oh, and all those nice running doctors who do sport <laughs> and everything like that. So, no, that was great too, you know, know all about that side yeah. of it and physio part. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a little bit more understanding of rehabilitation and surgery. And um, yeah, how's that? Do I need? Oh, I might have had a couple of children along the way. You did. <laughs> I did. I believe you might have had a couple of children along the way. Yeah. I was aware of that. I had um, Andrew and Dominique when I was picking up to about 28, 29 when I had them. And um, Andrew's a museum in Melbourne and works in retail, and Dom's a little bit into building, and he's got a couple of grandchildren, and they live with us. So their name is Lily and Milo. Milo did run with the club for a year or so, but then now he's a soccer boy, as they all become. And, uh, yeah, so my life is quite busy. I'm not the uh, normal grandparent. In saying that, I don't have to do everything for them because they do have a mother and she spends the half time with them. Yeah. But it does make your life quite full. So I've retired now, but it just means I've got more time for myself, whereas before I had no time, apart from I had to make time for running, of course. Yes, because yeah. you were. Uh, I had to run away from the family. You did. You did. Well, I think you probably needed to stay fit so you could keep up with all of the things you were still yeah, doing with working. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, most of us have, we, we go through these stages where, you know, our kids, you know, they fill up our lives and then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> but 
for you, you know, you've still got the, um, yeah. your child at home. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he's really helpful as well. Yeah. And, but then you've got the little, the younger kids as well. Yeah. And I think what's well, kind of like having, you know, this extended family forever, yeah. which actually is the way many cultures yeah. are these days too. And when I talk to other people, it happens so much yeah. in my family. They've That's never true. broken marriages and mm. blah, 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 blah. So um, I felt like quite, I was like the only one. But once... Um, to so patients talking. and they'll mm. ask about me and I'll say this and they oh no my this this and they're not living together and these children live with me and blah 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 yeah. so I've heard it all yeah, yeah. I think it's quite yeah mm. it's quite normal so, yeah, there's normal. so there's so many um, yeah. different ways for us to have family mm. that's and John and I, Jen and John, we're not grandma and grandpa yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Because when you live in a family of five, you don't need, we all know who we are. <laughs> yeah. We totally do. Yeah. So tell me, like now reversing a little bit, when did you start running? How did you start running? Uh, Why did, did you start running? How did I start running? Well, when we were in England one time, it, um, we thought we'd start running and I ran around a big, big block and I thought, oh, that was really nice. But after that, I got a really bad cold, so I thought, oh, running is, isn't for me. But I think it was really cold and maybe my immune system wasn't so good and it was like cold London yeah. on trams, trains. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Kind of so, feeling, yeah so that sort of thought, oh, no, that's not on, just keep walking. Uh, anyway, what happened was um, John did a fun run at the LGH and he did really well. It was only 4K, but he managed to get on and do the whole thing and did quite a good time for a novice. And then I had some friends... Um, from midwifery when I was doing that and we'd always stayed friends and we had children and we met with another group who were already walking and anyway a couple of them Kathy Clark and Caroline Guest they were training to do the long the burning 10 so yeah. they did the burning 10 and they said well if we can do that you guys can do that to the others of us so that was that so I said to John let's do that so you know within the we started that in about uh, beginning of the year and by the end of the year we're doing every fun run every 10k <laughs> you know we've been doing every 10k there was like everything in Hobart like City to Casino and all of those runs and the runs here so then I did the Launceston 10 mm -hmm. you know that and I was really pleased because I did that was my best 10 time which was 47.03 which is amazing <laughs> yeah so that was probably 11 or 12 years ago however long ago yeah. that was so so you would still would you would have been in your late 40s or early 50s um, then some 50s yeah maybe early 50s yeah I think it, yeah mm. something like that anyway but no, so that's a wicked fast time well that was scary yeah, yeah. because yeah that uh, that was I was very happy about that. Mm. Yeah, so where are we now going with this? And then that, that's where I started running. So then um, after, well, John worked with Debbie Porner yeah. and um, at the OGH. So she said, well, why don't you come to run? And plus there was Lynchy and Vocky. Yeah. And why don't you come and run with the club? So then we came and ran with the club and we ran with the club for many, many years. Yeah, you did. So, been, from 1998, I think, was yeah. my first one. Yeah. So that was your first run with the running club, 1998? Yeah, yeah, and Susie Bennett, yeah, there with me. Yeah. yeah, so we've been stable mates ever since. That's amazing. So um, really, you started running because you were walking with some friends from work. 
oh, regularly. No, no, these were people who I had done midwifery, and then we yeah. all had children, and we used yeah. to meet up for coffee. Actually, that yeah. big, I'm not telling the whole story. Met for coffee at Ripples, which yes. is now still water. That's water. another whole story. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that's where that running. So the walking from. sort of evolved into evolved. running because. Yeah. A couple of members of the group yeah. had, had taken on to it on their own. And like they said, if we can do it, you can do it. And I thought, yeah, of course. Of course. So yeah. what what keeps you going, do you think? Like, because to this day, um, like for everyone who's listening who doesn't know, I joined that group or what's the, the – there's very few people who yeah. are, the, are the original people in that group and Jenny's one of them. Um, and then I, you know, joined it maybe yeah. more than 10 years ago, maybe yeah, 12, I think 13 years yeah. ago. It's the regular factor of Tuesday, Friday, yeah. we just get up out of bed and hop in the car, drive down, catch up, do our run, whatever we mm-hmm. propose to do for the day. And we sit around and have Virgin Mary yeah. and the others <laughs> have coffee. And, you know, we spend as much time talking. But what we love about it, I think, is the fact that we share that time together. And yeah. Not only do we talk when we're having the coffee, we talk when we're running. And because you're running side by side with people, you're not actually, it's, um, you can talk a lot about a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally probably yeah. bring to the table, you know. So we're talking I think a, little bit, a, a bit about that actually in on the podcast in the last, uh, over the last few episodes is just the studies that have shown that that's actually a fact that when people are, uh, walking or running um, side by side and not looking directly at each other. Mm. It's much easier to share things that are very sensitive or because yeah. it's not as confrontational mm. when we just look straight at each other. That's so right. Quite interesting, mm. really. Yeah. And you end up knowing a lot more and then about when, your regular running yeah. friends than you do about. Oh, of course you do. Family. And, you know, it's almost like I don't need any more friends in my life <laughs> because, you know, there's quite a lot of us, even though we're not most of us there on the, mm. at the time, but we do have... Uh, drifting people who come in and out of that group yeah. and yeah so sometimes I think because I've got the busy life like already sometimes I feel like I don't need any more friends in my life I can't you know I just um, yeah. I don't need to search for more I love you all <laughs> <laughs> and you know just the people you know from the running club um, even though I haven't run well I ran last year mm-hmm. a bit but I haven't run this year mm-hmm. But I know all those people. There's so many people and they're great, you know, and I think it's because they have that running thing. And I'd like to say too that what is really important, like, is that elite runners run with us ordinary folk Mm -hmm. and they never shun us. You know, it's a very level playing field, whereas in other sports there's probably this division about... A bit of a hierarchy. Yeah. It was like when I was getting into a lift in Melbourne at the Pullman, um, after a half marathon that yeah. we did and there was a young fellow getting in the lift with another guy and I said oh how did you get on have a good time and he said oh yes thank you and then his mate said oh he came second you know <laughs> and he was just so humble. unassuming <laughs> humble you know of course he's staying at the pool because he's just done you know he's staying here because he's the marathon and he's not from Australia yeah. but it was just that um, thing where people talk to others and everybody everybody understands everybody's effort that they're putting in and yeah I think you get that what I'm trying to say I think Hmm. um again that's come out like that your number 15 um podcast and almost every one of them it's been reinforced that the community of running 
uh, is very welcoming. Mm-hmm. No matter whether people run fast or slow, they're very welcoming of everyone, including someone who's just starting running. Yeah, it's like yes, good on you. I think and that you you want to even, uh, cheer them on because you know what it was like when you started yourself, mm-hmm. and you're so excited about running yourself that please enjoy that too. You know, <laughs> and and just it is hard at the start, isn't yeah. it? It's even hard for us on the first five minutes when we Sometimes. just start. <laughs> you get the sweat on your top lip. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> So for you, I guess, um, or it, tell me if this isn't true, but it does seem like Tuesdays and Fridays definitely are, you know, in your calendar whenever mm, you can make yeah. it, which is a lot of the time. Um, and then you do you do other runs around the week? Oh well, or just whatever um, works out. Yeah, I did quite a lot at COVID because yeah. um, I ran with Susie and we ran together, mm-hmm. and then we'll go back to Stillwater and get our drinks and then we'll go and sit on separate chairs because we had to do takeaway (laughs) yeah that's right uh and yes what i do um well we used to run with jan lynch and peter and Mm -hmm. those on sunday morning this was pre-running buddy Mm -hmm. thing and um that went on for a long time and we trained for all these marathons uh you know like seven and then um i think it was when I think it was Catherine mm-hmm. and you might have had small mm-hmm. children and we needed to actually get the run done earlier. Yes. So we, I think we were a bit naughty there. We left the other group a little bit and started running earlier so that, you know, because like there was quite a few with the other yeah. group anyway. So, but we, uh, it was Jan's um, uh, marathon training squad and, yeah. you know, we had, we had the black blazers with the orange, yeah. you know, Jan's Institute of Sport, that's what it was. And that was really great. We did that for so many years. And we had lovely people like Liz Ellis in there, you know, yeah. who's died. So it's really nice to look back on those days. So, yeah, I did have that running. And lately I've been running on Saturday mornings doing yeah. a um, gorge run because mm-hmm. John, who runs with Sally Hole, they do sort of more or less flattish runs lately because Johnny's had a little bit of health issue and he's yeah. getting better. But, you know. Pick up. Hook up, yeah, little glitch. And so, yeah, but I just uh, sometimes just take off and do, yeah, I think I might just go for a run. Mm-hmm. But I just do not more than three now a week because I think here I'm at this age and I do have other things to do. Mm-hmm. And I do find that I probably take longer to recover if I do like a longer normal. run. Yeah. yeah. So you're very active anyway, aren't you? Like even yeah. when you say other things to do, you know, the picture mm-hmm. I get of your daily activities is that you're pretty you're on your feet quite a bit and even I mean obviously before nursing you were but even since you've been retired you still seem to be yeah. keeping yourself pretty busy mm-hmm. um, including you know going off for walks into town or whatever yeah. to do things rather than taking the car all the time so yeah. you, you do tend to fill your life up with a lot of yeah. those things as well. and I do we've got a um uh, over a hundred year old house well mm. that tells you there's a few things to do <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of painting with John yeah, this um yeah, since we've retired we've been, you know, doing a lot of so. a lot of house stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is a lot of energy as well. Mm. Um back to running, your marathon journey. Mm. What made you guys start running marathons? Um, I think it was running with Jan mm. and because Jan had done a lot and Deb had done some. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, yeah, we just went with the right mix of people who were doing it, like Vocky. Mm-hmm. So we used to go up to Melbourne. You know what that's like. Yeah. We'd go over in a group yeah. and um, do the marathon and then we'd have the post meal and all of that sort yeah. of thing. So, so that was great. 
And so for you, was there like an internal goal for running the marathon? Oh, as well as the social, you know, the idea of doing it with a group and that kind of thing. I think I should have done it earlier because I think I had some sort of feedback from some sources that Mm -hmm. uh, was, and then I realised that those people might have only done one marathon, (laughs) you know, because you get some, you know, interesting people who talk about that. So it took us a while to really think, well, we can do, we can do a marathon. Mm -hmm. And once we started training and, you know, we're out, back of Bracknell yeah. and Longford and everywhere exploring. like that, exploring, getting lost. So we really enjoyed that camaraderie of having a group um, and doing that training and then ending up at JJ's. And then we went had one where we started at the uni and then we ran out to Robin Garner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like you go back to work a day later and it's like, and everybody just about saw you because you'd done such a distance. Yeah. I saw you. Oh, 30 I saw you. Yeah, no, so. I think, and this is going to seem funny, we, Simon and I got married in um, 1999 and we were had our reception at the Rose Beers Tavern. Oh, yeah. And you guys ran past. Oh, really? Because <laughs> we waved out. <laughs> oh, we it was that in. actual run oh, that you it? just yeah. talked about then from mm. going in town out to Rovigano and I, yeah. I clearly remember that because... Oh, um, if only I'd known, we would have raced and we had a beer. <laughs> Because Jan was, because um, she, she saw you, did she? Yeah, oh. we, we did wave because Jan Lynch used to be my mother-in-law's, used to work with my mother-in-law, oh, so right. she knew her as well. So yeah. it was quite a, mm. it's like, oh, hello, yeah. look at that. So once you've done one marathon, and uh, after I did, oh, I won't talk about what happened in that marathon because that was the oh, yes. worst thing ever. But so I did uh, seven <laughs> after that. So, uh, yeah, for Melbourne and Sydney and the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Tell me, no, five Melbourne. So you did do a Sydney and a Melbourne reasonably close together. Well, that was a funny one, yeah, because Mm. we thought we'd do the Melbourne, the Sydney one, and then have a, I had a fortnight's holiday, and I Mm. said, uh, John, look, after one week, if we're still feeling okay, let's go to Melbourne and do the marathon there. (laughs) So that was fine. So we're running along and passing people seeing people or even at the start what are you doing here mm-hmm. you know so it was quite shocking for the people when we got back to with our medals on when everybody who'd done Melbourne had theirs and we sported ours too and everybody just looked surprised so there, how, it was only two weeks between yeah I so, think it was all right because I did about <laughs> um four say seven in Sydney, Sydney. Yeah. and I think it was 420 in Melbourne, but I did feel it. Like yeah. it, it wasn't so easy as I thought it was going to be. The legs were a little bit tired, yeah. but it was fun. Did it the, got the t-shirt? The bit of that story that um, Jen kind of alluded to is they kept that bit a secret. So most of us who were going to Melbourne, who did a lot of training with John and Jenny, did not know that they were going to be in that race. So we were all quite surprised when we saw them. So even right up until the day we would only know that they were there if we saw them either at the start line but I think I saw you actually out on the course <laughs> I was like that person looks exactly like Jenny but it can't be her because she's just done Sydney so mm. um that was quite a surprise for all of us as well yeah <laughs> so the thought process around doing that was that just as a you know testing yourself to see yeah. is that something mm. we could do that sounds like yeah. um that's kind of just achievable moment. but maybe a yeah. bit harder it was like I think oh I can, 
you know, I'm on holiday, so I may as well make the most of it, you know. So, yeah. And run a marathon yeah. again. Again. <laughs> and catch up with the, all the others for the celebrations mm. afterwards. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. from this uh, chat, Jen, that the social side of it's very important oh, to you. Yes, look, when I'm running and I'm looking towards Melbourne, which, because that's my major one, and I see certain, you know, the infrastructure of Melbourne, I pick out certain things mm -hmm. and I think, when I reach there, then I'm finished and then all I've got to go is go home and then, you know, to the hotel and yeah. then go out and we'll all catch up again and we'll have a ball. Yeah. We can let our guard down and we're done. We you know? can all just have a, yeah. have a chill and reflect on, on what the day's mm. been like. And then we can go so. shopping the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got your priorities, right? I have. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about how, what's going through your mind when you're running? Like, you don't have to be specific, but um, what kind of things do you think about when you're running? And maybe it's different when you're running with people or by yourself. Or... Uh, running's really weird because hmm. a lot of the time you, when I start, I overthink a bit and everything like that. But the lovely thing is when you get into that dream state, when you just start thinking about all this other stuff and you thought, oh, where am I now? Oh, I can't even, it's like driving, you know, mm -hmm. oh, I'm here. And yeah, I, you just go into another world really. But not initially, because you do have the 10 minutes start where you, you know, think, well, am I out here? Oh. But <laughs> once you warm up, I'm better after three quarters of an yeah. hour, actually. Yeah. That's when I really start to. So I think I'm better of a distance runner mm -hmm. than a short. But, um, yeah, I think it's just you can, can mull over all the stuff that's happening. But um, it is lovely when you go through in that euphoric stage where you you just suddenly find yourself in a, mm -hmm. a different place. And I think it's you just amazed at your body. I think about this, that it's funny how there's so much to think about when you're running, but you're not even aware of how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Your body just can do Takes it. Over you know? And looking at the scenery and, yeah, it's gorgeous. So you know, What's your favourite kind, like, place to run? Um, like road running or... I don't, I don't uh, know that you've done that many trail no, type of things. No, I think I'm road running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't really say because it depends on how you're feeling on the day, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, yes, I have enjoyed the marathon trainings when we've been out um, sort of the back of Longford. So they've got a country road thing, yeah. so it's not necessarily yes, super urban. But and, it's yeah, seeing the cattle in the fields and, and you know, um, it's nice and quiet and seeing the frost on the ground, dogs barking, all the... But um, look, I quite just like running down to Hogless Bridge track. Yeah. I know that, you know, it's that's muddy and everything like that. But, yeah, that's pleasant. And you think, gosh, we're lucky to have this. And, look, you can't go past the gorge, can no. you? No. <laughs> <Quite beautiful. laughs> you know, like, really. Yeah. Um, so we have got a lot of – we are lucky that we've got a lot of lovely places to run. And, well, you know, even running out to Tamar Island mm -hmm. um, on one of those very still days is really beautiful. That's right. Mm. So – um, obviously, you run with people. How do you run by yourself very much? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, one one day a week I do. Yep. So on the Saturday when yeah. John and oh, Sally go off, and I'll tell you what else I've really loved doing is when we go overseas, we book a running tour. So yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So we've done the Golden Gate Bridge and the running tour person uh, tells you all about everything along the way happening in say San Francisco and we yeah. actually saw that fog rolling in but it didn't reach us and then it went back out but um that was good to do and we did the Manhattan Bridge and the Brooklyn Bridge 
So you're running along and they're talking to you yeah, like they, a tour guide. Yeah, they're a tour guide. And they've got water bottles for you in the back. Not that you need a water because you're only there for an hour with them. But that's really interesting to um, have a history tour. And you can cover so much more than if you're on a walking tour. And plus it's 7 o'clock in the morning. So the, it's all starting to wake up. So you see it in a different light. And quite often we do that, like we go to Melbourne and we'll get up early before the children yeah. and go for a run yep. and then come back and they're still asleep. Okay, time to get up every day. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done a lot of that, you know, in England running. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done that. Actually, that reminds me, I hadn't thought about it for a long time, but that's uh, idea of, like, I don't do city running because we don't, I mean, Launceston's not really a city. Mm. But in those times where I've, say, been in, in a city like Melbourne or Sydney and got up early and gone for a run and that, that, the city's still asleep and yes. you're actually seeing it all kind of open up. It's yeah. not something you see no. that much. It's only when you go back, thing. have your yeah. shower, and then you come back out and suddenly it's all alive and sparkly. Yeah. But yeah. just to see it in that just in its sleeping state, yeah, yeah, beautiful, and the sun coming up. Yeah. yeah. That's really and so when we're talking about favourite runs and yeah. whatever, that's a good time in a foreign place to do that. Oh. Mm. I really like that. Hopefully with uh, COVID, we can get back to yes. travelling at some yeah. point. Um, mm. COVID works its way, way out and we can go and do some more exploring that way. Um, all right. So tell me, who do you like running with best? Is this a silly question? Oh, well, you, you know... Don't have to say <laughs> no. Our running group. I, I really like Tuesday, Tuesday and Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, and um, I have loved running with Jan and Deb and Bocking, um, Little Deb, and all, yeah. all those people who we train with, Catherine. You know. Yeah. Um, and but I don't mind running with anybody really because. That's just companionship and hearing the tread side by side yeah. or group running is good. Um, I suppose my stable mate is Susie, Susie. Bennett because yeah. uh, we're stable mates because, you know, when we've, we started together yeah. on the same day and we even did a half marathon. This was really amazing. It's got started Bridport and we started at different times, but our time was one forty three twenty three seconds say exactly. That, yeah exactly and we're stable mates and there was no one second difference like how do two people um they start a different time yeah. over that dis mm. distance suddenly do that same time they've got to be stable mates and we've got parallel things in our lives too yeah. so i think we understand each other really well yeah. even though there's an age difference and that's what another thing about running isn't it that you do have age difference but you still uh um, very compatible with those people because everything kind of ties you together yeah. a little bit too. Not to mention we're all human and, and yeah. the conversations we have are very yeah. And there's probably hundreds of other people who have, I've had really good runs with. So yeah. yeah. Huh. So um, how long do you think you'll run for? Um, it's it's it? well, I haven't really got any ailments at the moment. I think it's to do with uh, we didn't start running till we were a little bit older, like mm. in our uh, late 40s, mm. 50s or whatever. And so we haven't had those years of pounding yeah. and we haven't, you know, done all that uh, training. So I think our bodies are a little bit 
say not as scarred as some yeah and some people are just so lucky aren't they to have perfectly balanced bodies yeah. well mine's not perfectly balanced I've got the ministry of funny runs like <laughs> you know how people have their own style but um yeah style is really good actually <laughs> it works it does and yeah so I think I'll run as long as my body will let me yeah and then if that doesn't work, I just run shorter. You know, I think you just need to be respect your body. Yeah. Because that's what some, you know, I want some people, but maybe you shouldn't push it when you get older and mm. you should just think of longer rather than harder. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Now, I know you've had a few uh, injuries or things that have stopped you running, not even necessarily running injuries, but you've had, you know, some surgeries and things where you've had to stop running for a yeah, while. Yeah, and it's not from running. I'll just yeah, say that's that. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> so you just haven't been able to run because life happens and things happen. Um, sometimes we fall over and, and break our wrists and things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's that like? What's going through your mind when you know you can't run? Oh, well, you just, just go walking, don't you? Yeah. And you just... Um, uh, it's not the same because mm. you don't sweat as much and you don't get the euphoria. Yeah. And the funny thing is you often don't have to have a shower after you've been there. <laughs> you just go straight home and get on with the rest of your day. So that's uh, yeah, so that's how, what I do. I just, um, you know, go. So you just, you, you keep moving, but you yeah. do it in, in a way that's, you know, not going to impact whatever yeah. it is you're recovering And you from. probably uh, do more walking to town yeah. or things that you need to do. Mm. You just increase that walking element, um, element. Mm. yeah that's mm. interesting so a lot of people that I ask a question like that they'll say how hard it is for them because oh. their their brain is so wired into them being a oh. runner that when they can't run yeah for a period oh, I think I'm very, very stressful physiologically I mean psychologically balanced about yeah. that you know yeah. and um yeah and like once you know this is there's always the six week thing mm -hmm. usually Although with my neck surgery, I think I was able to um, go after about a month mm -hmm. with those. So that wasn't too bad. But look, uh, I thought to myself, well, I'm actually going to be able to run again sometime. So yeah, just get over it. Wasn't it. Like you, had you know, like yeah, there was, a, there was a time frame of recovery. Mm -hmm. And that was good. And it was hard to start again because, as you know, what it's like. I do. Mm. Yeah. But, they do say, um, too, that if you're fit to start with when you've had some kind of surgery, um, your recovery period is going to be shorter, too. So that's, I guess, a positive on the, the side of whether you should be, you know, physically active versus not yeah. before those kind of um, things mm. happen. To yes, you. I'm sure that it even aids you, you know, recovery from, mm. say, you hadn't been running. Um you, I don't know, but maybe you don't do quite so well because you know, with running, we have a little bit of pain, don't we? A little bit. We're, we're used yeah. to a little bit. It's yeah. not operation pain, but I think yeah. um, we just know that we can bear something. Yeah. We can, we can get through, and we've just got to be patient with ourselves. That's true. So, I don't know how many people you've had come to talk to you about um, how to start running. But I'm sure actually quite a few people have because I know mm. I talked to you in my beginning running on how, especially with marathons and things. Um, but if somebody was to come to you and say, Jen, how would you suggest I start running? I've mm. never run before. What do you suggest well, I do to how, start? How I started was we live in East Launceston. So mm. I just uh, went to the Oval and did, say, a couple of laps. Yeah. 
and you know any pace if you've got puff just stop and go for a little walk yep. so um you can do that sort of like or you can use the time on your watch where you run for a minute mm -hmm. and then walk for, for you know that period sort of thing yeah. but you can gradually build up from that like when you <clears throat> um but don't make it yeah don't be too try and do too much too quickly but everybody will say that one thing yeah, because that's what yeah. puts people off and they say oh but I, I couldn't do it because my knees were sore but that's because you've overdone it so mm -hmm. you really have to do maybe one lap slowly and have one lap walk one lap walk, and just build up on that so that's what I did so I did four laps and after four laps that got a bit boring so then we ran out of the um, oval onto the streets and then suddenly <laughs> built up to about three and a half k which felt felt like a marathon at that time wow. but then after that um, when you get to you know you just keep going so I think the idea is doing you know those so how regularly would you suggest? Uh, say three times a week. Because yeah. if you overdo that starting thing yeah. every day, that becomes monotonous and you've got to not you've got to be flexible in it. Yeah. So three days a week for a starter, I would say. Mm. Mm. And trying to stay pretty consistent, like you said, and mm. and that's a way to help you stay consistent yeah. by not not creating something you're finding really boring and hard. Yes, perhaps. you don't want to have it as a big a reason to not do it yeah mm. you know, you've got to be comfortable with it thinking oh i can do that because i did it last time so we'll be able to do it again so what about um you know reaching out to you know running groups park run do you think there's an element of if you you know like us like sometimes the only time i run are tuesdays and fridays because mm. i know yeah, there's people waiting there for yeah. me and yeah. i have to tell them if i'm not yeah running. so it's like um a real you know, it's that holding you accountable mm. a little bit. So, you know, I wonder sometimes whether it's a good idea to either find a running group or find a friend who wants to start think, running um, with you. Yeah, so I think if you start, probably it's good to have someone to start with you mm. because it's, you, you think, am I doing the right thing? Because mm. there isn't really, you can read as many runners world books as you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I used to read. Yes, so and got a plan. But, <laughs> yeah, to, to have it. A running buddy to start with is probably really good just to coax you through to yeah and then um i know a lot of people that's where park run's been great because mm -hmm. it has set a lot of people on the track and i know that doctors have said that you know this person started off as a walker and now she's running and mm -hmm. now she's done this or a bloke you know and so people are actually achieving a lot who may never have considered running before so i think um Park run has been really good, and those people then can go to running clubs, mm. um, you know, and feel comfortable in that being able to run five. Yeah, but I like how um, LRC has got the runs for everybody now in the shorter distances, and yeah. that's been a great initiative, Michelle. I do think it has <laughs> helped for, um, yeah, you know, people coming back to running or starting running, yeah, um, or people who or just people don't who, want to run five, like yeah, a long run on that, like day Chris, you know, like short she's. Run done really well because she can do the yeah five yeah yeah so thank you for that yeah. <laughs> very good so is there anything about running do you think or especially your running story and how it might relate to someone else that we might not have covered no do i think, think we've been just pretty covered <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose running with I, your partner I, that's I, something that i've got that you mm. also have mm. should i talk about johnny 
Well, there you go. Oh, yes, this is you the should. worst That's an interesting thing that's ever happened. It's the worst. That's why she's got a big smile on her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so this was the first marathon and we're all really excited and I took off and John had already taken off because we never run together. We're not, you know, we're not, we just run different styles, different times. Mm. Anyway, I was at the 35K mark and I saw someone lying on the bank and there was an ambulance there uh-huh. and I was getting close and I said, oh, there's someone lying over there. They're not too good. And then I got a bit closer. Oh, John's got those same running shoes. Oh, no. Closer. Oh, that's John now. I wonder what I should do. <laughs> I've been oh. training for months to run this marathon. And, and I, I, can't th- I can't think of what to do. And I thought, now he's talking to the ambulance people. He's got the mask on. His arms are moving. I don't think there's much more that I can do at this stage. So I just might trundle on, (laughs) move to the other side of the road. Anyway, um, he got taken to uh, a hospital. And when I got to the end, that was Albert Park finish that time. So then I had to wait around the emergency tent for quite some time to find out which hospital is in and everybody else is lounging around in Albert Park having a lovely time and here's me standing there at the emergency thing that all these people lined up with blood pressure cuffs on their arms and hydrating with the drips and stuff like that anyway I did find him later in a hospital and then we were able to go out for the evening meal so he got to go to the meal as well oh yes he was so was it just dehydration well yes and he ran his he said I ran my fastest 10 my fastest half and then I was running and I remember thinking gosh it's funny I'm bending over and running and <laughs> then he had the little episode. episode yeah but he was fine just had to um wait in hospital for a bit and have some fluid oh and so did you like were you in the hospital with him with your medal on <laughs> <laughs> poor bloke you missed it by 10k or whatever yeah um I had coffee what I remember that but I was sitting on the floor beside his trolley that he was on and I was hardly standing. My friend was out in the other area and I had a coffee sitting on the floor drinking. I thought, oh, I need something because I hadn't had anything to eat, you know, because I just um, had to go to the hospital and find him. And, yeah, but that was all right. But, yes, he was was fine once he got the fluid in. And I think he hit his back when he landed too, but that came right. So he... Went on and ran a number of marathons. Yeah, he was that. in the paper and it was uh, with a couple of the OJH people and it talked about how he's going to get the monkey off his back yeah. on the next marathon, oh, you know. So he had his own story. So he got a lot of publicity out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got people saying to John, if that was my wife, I would have taken out her out and given her a good thrashing. <laughs> oh, because he didn't stop. I yeah. suppose, you know, you had the blessing of a medical background, so you well, could tell. Well, I could see you that he was fine. Well, triage yeah. thing in your head. And at 35K, you're not really thinking, no. Oh, well, you, no. you're only thinking of the finish line. That finish line. Yeah. You can basically see yeah. it from 35. Yeah. Mm. Well, so. you're at St Kilda. Yeah. Mm. So that, that is um, the story that Jen just shared. It's <laughs> one, of our, one of the ones that's notorious in our running circles. <laughs> I didn't actually realise it was the first one, though. So yeah, that was the first one. So yeah. um, that made him very strong about doing the next one. You know? so and he ran quite a few after that. Yeah, he's, he's done five or six. Yeah. yeah. I know that I finished in the MCG with him at least twice. Like yeah. we've been in the mm. getting your medal and the queue to get a refreshment um, at least twice together. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> Good on it. So running 
do you think having a partner that runs oh definitely good much easier mm. for your yes. you know being able to say i'm going out you know three or four yeah. times a week and if you're training mm. for a marathon you could be training yeah. up to five times sometimes oh, i think so the thing is you know if you're training helpful. for a marathon and you've mm. been out for your 35k run and all you want to do for the next two hours is go and lie in your bed <laughs> till you start you know how your muscles all cramp up when you mm -hmm. finish the long run yeah. and then after a while you start to unpeel <laughs> and stretch out well you need a bit of understanding that you know mm -hmm. and maybe your clothes are not going to be ironed straight away <sighs> you know all those little things i might not feel let's get some takeaway for tea tonight yeah. because I actually don't feel like cooking yeah. you know and you've got to have someone who's happy with all of that and plus we ran at different times so there was always someone there for the children yeah, yeah. so it, um yeah so that's good if you have someone who you can work in with yeah. and um you understand each other's running needs so yeah so probably i think it it is well but i don't know not having it um, no. Because, you know, like you, Simon's always at least been some kind of sporty. Yeah. Um, even if it hasn't always been running. But then um, Susie, Susie Scott, oh. he doesn't run, but he's very supportive. Oh. And he, um, my sort of long memories are he being there with little Eloise, oh. you know, waiting on the sidelines yeah. and holding the coats. That's what I call oh. those people who are the supporters. They hold the coats, don't yeah. they? And you do need those people. You do. Yeah. And it, that support. Um, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to not not have like, to be able to do some of the things that you do if one of your goals is to run a marathon or further that does mm. require you know a certain amount of selfishness when it comes to the amount of time you're putting into yeah. something that's just for you really mm. like it's quite a single yeah. sport even though we talk about it in a very social way mm. and we all have our own yeah um, experiences like that um yeah, I think it's very helpful if you can have a, either a supportive partner or yeah. someone who, one of them who runs and understands. Yes. I think the only problem for me was when, um, when Simon started doing longer distances oh, too, yeah. and we would do them together. And then I know, was looking I, after the children. I did, well, I, I, somebody must have been. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they were very self-sufficient. <laughs> like they have older ones and younger ones. Um, yeah. Simon used to always massage, give me a massage. All right. Of course, once he started doing longer runs, he was with me. He, he was, was too tired. He was too tired to give me that side. So I So kids come and walk That's on right. my <laughs> Exactly. So it's uh, I guess having two parents roaming around, mm. um, you know, groaning after oh, a long run. Yeah. And that, that was another thing that's really funny because we were running um when our children were sort of like young teenagers yeah. and all their friends would see us running around the neighborhood hello mrs porter hello you know who's really and they were really proud of us and i think that that was um something that, that example um yeah setting the example um and as an adult can run you don't have to be 16 17 yeah. running does go into your later life yeah yeah i think so, that's really mm. important actually and, and a really important element to bring out yeah that um not just for your kids but actually even for their friends yeah. and for the extended community yeah when they see grown-ups running yeah um, the I older think... people over than for other <laughs> over 40s what? people over 40 mm. they're so old <laughs> yeah. oh yes that, that, we must have been younger but anyway <laughs> yeah i think park runs have been a big oh, part of bringing running into families the community. running together mm. Yeah, with dogs yeah and prams yeah it's lovely yeah it is it's been really good mm. anyway jen i think mm. we've covered off on lots of really cool 
awesome yeah, running that's stuff. Been fun. Hopefully, we've got some people interested in taking up running or getting mm. back to running if they've uh, already been a runner. Yeah. But I really I do appreciate your time. You've shared some awesome stories and I've mm-hmm. found them quite inspiring, even though some of them I've heard before, but not all of them. So yeah. it's been mm. really cool. So thank yeah. you so much for your time. And thank you for allowing me to speak. And it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.